0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Andrew Cole, and welcome back to Little Light Devotions. I'm very honored that you're here with me today. I really appreciate your taking your time and being here. Honestly, it's it's something that I, uh, I really do appreciate. And so just as a little thing from me to you, I just want to say I appreciate you and your tuning in. So we're just going to kind of jump right into it today. It's been a little bit since I've been back. I've been uh, moving because of college. The semester started back up. So I am back down at Pensacola Christian College in the wonderful area of Pensacola, Florida. And back here for my third to last semester. And just praying that things go well. And with all of this stuff, with college and COVID and the election and everything else that's been going on, man, it has been an emotionally tumultuous time to say the very least it's been absolutely catastrophic for many people whether it be covid destroying their family literally with deaths or metaphorically with finances like it's been it's been rough along with just life being life and covid not being the only thing anybody has to worry about like life's still going on and it's still hurting and there's a lot of pain going on in people's lives there's a lot of emotional situations happening that are just unavoidable and today we're gonna see that even in these emotional times that God wants us to have faith so how do we have faith in these emotionally crippling times we're gonna be in the book of Matthew chapter 15 today the book of Matthew chapter 15 we're gonna start in verse 21 Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is cruelly possessed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and implored him, saying, Send her away, because she keeps shouting at us. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered her and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, O oh, woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. So, how do we have a faith in emotionally crippling times? I mean first we kind of have to define what faith is i would describe it as a total reliance on the lord jesus christ a total submission to god and a lot of times it's hard to have that why is it hard to have that because when we have situations where leaning on god seems like it doesn't work when we're going through covid as a nation and you lose somebody even though you've been praying for that person to not get taken away well then what does that say about god what does that say about us are we the ones not having faith or is god to blame here a lot of times these questions come up and they're reasonable questions most everybody would have these questions but i implore you today that if something's been going on it doesn't have to be covid related it can be anything related but whatever's going on i'm not saying that Oh, it's all gonna work out just perfectly in the end because a lot of times bad times just come and that's just a result of the fall as we see in Genesis chapter three because of the decision that Adam and Eve made that plunged the world into darkness. We have to deal with those consequences and a lot of time those consequences are unjust. It's just a result of the world. The Bible says the world groans. A lot of times we feel like things happen that just shouldn't. But that's something that's been foretold by us in the Bible many times over that a lot of times even in ecclesiastes it says oh why do the wicked prosper and the and the wise and the godly are the ones that suffer this has been a question for thousands of years nevertheless even with all the times the world isn't good god still is all the times that the world fails us god still is good Now, God allows things to happen for many reasons, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you like like I know the reasons of why things happen. But I know because of this, because of this story that we're going to go through today, that God cares about us and that having faith in emotionally crippling times is much more beneficial than abandoning faith. So how can we have faith? How can we have total reliance on Christ in emotionally crippling times? Well, the first thing we're gonna see about that is just kind of believing what history says about Christ. I mean, humanistic historians for you know thousands of years have been trying to put together exactly who Christ was. There are early writings of just people, like extra biblical writings of early people back around the time of Jesus talking about Jesus, talking about all the things that he did, so there is historical evidence for Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, people still get confused on what he is. And I feel like we can look to humanistic philosophers all day wrong, but the biggest thing that we have that tells us about Jesus is Jesus. We have it in the Bible, in the word of God, something that's been preserved for thousands upon thousands of years from the Old Testament till now. There's been several, several there are several, several ways to get your hands on just an English Bible alone. There's several different variations of it. You know, you we want to go classical, read KJV. You want to go more modernized and a little bit more word for word, go NASB or MEV, something like that. Like there are so many different ways you can get to know God in the English language. People saying that they find the Bible too hard to read aren't really putting enough work into it. And I feel like even if it is more difficult, for whatever reason that may be, getting to know Christ is is worth the time because when we look at christ's life just like just okay think about this for a second this woman this canaanite woman the Phoenician woman she heard the stories about christ she heard about his works his miracles his sayings i mean they they spread you know from ear to ear all across the middle east and so with these testimonies and reports this woman chose to take the knowledge that she had of christ and act upon it i mean i'm just telling you something just from one story now imagine how many more stories you can find in the bible Imagine how many more stories aren't in the Bible, the very end of the book of John, John's like, you know, I could keep writing forever, but I suppose the whole world couldn't even hold all the things, all all the books to detail Christ's works. Now, I'm not saying that like, I'm not saying with this knowledge, like with a Seraphonician woman, what she did, that we only go to God when we're suffering. But how many times do we just do, how many times do we not go to God at all? Like, how many times do we just save God as a last resort? You know, when we get a job, you know, who gets the praise? Is it us or God? You know, when hard times come, who do we lean on first? Is it God or ourselves? I mean, the book of Psalms, I'm sorry, not the book of Psalms, the book of Proverbs says, like, right in the beginning of it, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if we're not having a fear of the Lord, And we're not having these wise decisions in our lives are we gonna be like this Canaanite woman who came and sought out Christ when her daughter was struggling she heard the stories and she acted on it she changed her heart and sought after the one who changes everything I'm saying guys let's be like that woman who went out and sought Christ by faith after she recognized he's the person who we claim to be if we read through the Old Testament and we read through the New Testament, we see Christ fulfill all the prophecies that are in the Old Testament, beat for beat. I'm not gonna go through all that now, that would take me forever. But there are many resources online that just list the prophecies and the way Christ fulfilled those prophecies. And I mean, even if you uh, if you own a New American Standard Bible like I do, as you read through the New Testament, you'll see little phrases in small caps. All of those are in reference to Old Testament passages. So if you read through the Gospels, a lot of times the Gospels will just plainly say, this happened so that way this prophecy could be fulfilled. But sometimes Christ speaks and words that are in small caps refer back to the Old Testament. And those Old Testament passages are a lot of times are prophesying about Christ. It's crazy. You really should look into it sometimes. So we can have faith by recognizing historically who Christ was, by acknowledging he is who he says he is. He's the son of God. He's the one that can make all things new. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the door. He is the bread of life. So we can see that, but we also can have faith by being persistent in our love. So look at um, look at the latter part of verse 22. She says, Have mercy on me, my Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. I mean, the Bible says, you know, that she came and besought him. She was absolutely persistent in getting Christ to her daughter. The faith, the faith this woman must have had. Seeing her daughter being vexed by this demon must have pushed her to a point where she must have felt like, you know, even if Christ is able to take out this demon, there might be no daughter of mine left in that body. And yet she did not let the worldly circumstances absolve her of her obligation to her daughter. Man, do we, got, do we got a love like that for our brethren? When we see somebody who's like lost someone to COVID, I know I keep bringing COVID up today. I'm sorry, it's just on the mind. But like, whether we see somebody, whether we lose someone for that, I mean, like I'm from Baltimore City. So we, I, we see people, I see a lot of suicides. There's a lot of gang violence. That's big in Baltimore City. So when we see something like that, do we offer anything more than just like a pat on the back of that's rough, buddy? like do we seek the lord with that person like even on behalf of that person making like intercessory prayers like where like where is the audacity of our love do like do we reach out to people that society says are like of the devil you know i heard the story one time i can't remember where it came from but i heard the story one time of these ladies that would actually go into like these strip clubs across like i think it was like la or something like that and they would pay for like the private time with the women that were you know dancing at these clubs and they would like get private time just to share the gospel with these women and so when they would do this many women would get saved and with this came about information that some of these women were like sex slaves and it led to the arrest of a few sex traffickers in the lot in the i think it was the la area i could be wrong about the area but that's not important now like what i'm what I'm not saying is that like if you are a woman, you need to be hitting up all the local clubs and talking to all the dancers. But like what I am saying is have a love for the people that society would scoff at. I mean, the gospel's for them too. The mentally ill, the handicapped. How often do we just pass like the gospel is not made for every white guy named Mike. The gospel is not made for a person that's running their life well. The gospel is made for the broken, for the diseased, for the lonely. Let's not have an attitude like the disciples had in verse 23, where they were so disinterested with the betterment of mankind that they preferred Christ to shoo away this woman rather than meet her needs. So, man, we got to be persistent with our love. And another way to have, like being persistent with your love, straight up, when you're more loving to people, you will feel yourself getting closer to God. I'm not even joking I mean that's what Christ said you fulfill all the law with two commandments love God with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself and this goes back to the whole story of just like well who's our neighbor and it talks about the good Samaritan how the neighborly person was the man that fed that Samaritan how the neighborly person was the one that clothed and housed and fed this man and paid for the things he needed now, I'm not saying you're going to run across, run across a person who's half dead every day, but go out and try to find a way to minister to people. And when you do that, I guarantee your walk with God will feel much more genuine because you're acting on that love that Christ told you to go out and have. So we see it with being persistent with our love and acknowledging who Christ is historically and theologically, but then also we got to be persistent with our plea. So, like the disciples, you know, he, they, they, they urge Christ to shoo the woman away, and he doesn't, saying that his goal now is to serve Israel. However, he's not like doing this to like play a game with her, you know. He's not saying this just to like, he's he's setting this up. He's setting this up to prepare for this to prepare for the satisfaction of this woman's needs. Look at verse twenty-five. But she came and began, and she came and began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from the master's table. She came down and fell before him with a worshipful, genuine heart, and just simply asked for help. She just asked for help. For help. And Christ gives her an interesting response. He's not calling her a dog like in a derogatory term, but almost like in a pet way. You know when your mom may, like if you have a dog, you'd understand this story. Um, your mom makes a meal. She brings it out to the table. She gives everybody like heaping spoonfuls of whatever she cooked up that day. But she doesn't just go and give a spoonful to the dog if you're a normal family. I mean, I'm sure that happens somewhere. But for most families, they don't just start feeding their dog sirloin steaks just because the rest of the family gets it. They don't start feeding it lasagna just because the rest of the family gets it. The dog gets the crumbs or the scraps. And so what she's saying, what Christ is saying to her is like, hey, right now I'm trying to feed Israel. Right now I'm trying to go to Israel before I take care of you. And she's like, yeah, I get that. But even the dog gets to feed off the crumbs from the master's table she was sitting there saying man just the smallest crumb from the table can make a dog's day she believed that all she needed was just a little bit of jesus and that could go a long way man do we have that kind of faith do we look at bills in our bank account and think that that's too large of a problem for god to solve do we look at home life issues and think that god is the only last resort or like a fail safe no man come we should go to God with everything in faith. That just a little bit of the power of God can literally move mountains. And it was because of this faith, this faith that Christ had compassion on this woman. And immediately the daughter was healed it says. And in the book of Mark it says that she was found sleeping on her bed when the woman returned home. Christ healed that home. Her faith through Christ healed that home. The years of suffering with pain, physically, spiritually, emotionally, are over because of her faith in Christ. Honestly, what I love about this passage is not even something that I have read yet. Look at verse 29. Departing from there. That's why I'm going to read a verse 29. Because I think that that's, I think that that's awesome. If you look at verse 21, it says he went away from there because he's kind of fleeing from the Jews right now. And he comes to this place between between Sidon and Tyre. And then he does this for the woman and then he leaves. Now, I'm sure like Christ did other things. But if we truly believe that every word in the Bible is there for a reason, if we believe that all scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, all these things. If we believe that every word is in here for a reason, then this story is in here for a reason. And the reason that I'm seeing from this, because Christ went out of his way to heal this woman. It was not by accident, but Christ was deliberately seeking this woman out in order to extend his mercy. Guys. That's the thing. Christ wants to extend his mercy to us. We are not burdensome to the Lord. The Lord does not see us as a nuisance, but his beloved creation in need of a savior. I've heard people say before, like, man, I would love to follow Jesus, but I feel like he wouldn't want me to. I feel like I'm too this. I'm too that. I feel like he doesn't have the time for me. How is a person who's literally not bound by time, not have the time for us? He is outside of time. God never can run out of time for us. He can never run out of space for us. There is no COVID restrictions in heaven. There is no max capacity. His arms are open wide and they can never be filled. Guys, where's our faith today? Is it saved as a last resort? Do we, play, do we pray when it's only convenient? Do we worship when there's nothing wrong? I mean, without faith, man, nothing could happen in my life that could have happened. I'm here by faith. And and here, here, here's the thing, God is not always gonna give us whatever we want because God has a plan for all of our lives. And sometimes we don't understand what these things are going on and I'm not gonna pretend like I understand everything that's happened in my life or in your life. But if you have faith, God can take that bad experience and make it into a good thing. This world is evil. It groans with pain because of the fall. And God can take our bad experiences and make them into something new and beautiful. Your daughter is probably not demon-possessed. You're probably not living with the absolute trauma That woman must have had, dealing with a literal demon-possessed daughter. And yet, with her faith, she came and she sought the Lord Christ. Just because of the stories she heard about him and the power that she had. And when Christ was, Christ told her about the whole thing about the dogs, not because he was trying to like play with her or send her away, but he was setting her up so that way she could show a greater amount of faith. That's what he was setting her up for. That's why he says in verse 28, Oh woman, your faith is great. He already knew that, but he wanted her to show it so that we can have an example of having faith in emotionally tumultuous time. God wants us to have faith in emotionally crippling times. When we're feeling ourselves emotionally buckle under life, we must have faith. It starts with Christ, it continues with love, and with our faith he hears our plea. Come on, let's be real with ourselves and begin having an actionable faith in the fire. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to Little Light Devotionals. If you'd like to keep up with me on social media, find me on Instagram at LittleLight the first I is a one, and on Facebook slash little light. the first I is a one. Follow me on SoundCloud to get updates about new episodes and find all of my business contact info at linkapp.com slash AC underscore LL. That's L-I-N-Q-A-P-P dot AC underscore LL. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I'm hoping to see you again next time.